Stages of labor, hormones of birth, and timing contractions are not the most important or effective ways to learn about physiologic birth. And chances are, you've learned some of that, and you still have questions about what to expect from birth. And these questions linger because the sources that are teaching childbirth preparation are only offering facts about labor and birth created to enable the medical system to justify the use of interventions to speed up labor despite the injuries experienced by mothers and the disruptions to the mother-baby bonding. Before birth became a medical procedure that needed these guidelines and metrics, women were shown physiologic birth instead of charts and graphs and tables. Today, we have the benefit of merging traditional physiologic birth knowledge with what is useful from research and evidence And this has been the key to helping my students and clients avoid things like tears and traumatic birth injuries and go on to have fulfilling natural births. If natural birth is calling you, merging traditional physiologic birth with learning modern knowledge may be the answer to your lingering questions. And you can begin the journey of seeing physiologic birth with a free class that will introduce you to the three P's of physiologic birth that help my students and clients avoid tearing in only 15 minutes so you will know why you can trust your body to give birth without injury. After watching this 15-minute video, you will know what physiologic birth really is and why learning the stages of labor, lists of hormones, and cervical dilation rates is just not enough, the most common points in labor where tissue damage tends to occur, and how to use the three Ps of physiology to prevent the causes of tears or episiotomies. And you will learn the difference between being 10 centimeters and being ready to push. After seeing the physiology in this way, one of my students, Sarah, said, simply mind-blowing. Thank you so much for sharing this information. I want to share this with all of the birth professionals that I have ever met, as it is so clear to me now how we have all been missing the big picture. And Cassie said, I took four courses, and yours is the one I walked away with feeling the most empowered. Very specifically, the physiologic birth part where you show the slides of where baby is. Having known what baby does in that dance with the pictures, just let me trust the process so I never felt worried. So if you'd like to learn more about what Sarah and Cassie are talking about, you can get started with this very special and unique physiologic birth training for free at naturalbirthcompass.com forward slash free class. I hope to see you there. There may be no greater test of your confidence and strength than giving birth, except maybe parenting and public speaking. But when it comes to preparing for birth, how do you find confidence? For some people, it comes more naturally. But if you don't have the confidence that you want for your birth, can you actually build up more confidence? Well, today on the Journey to Birth podcast, I want to share some different perspectives of birth through a few various methods. One is a research study with some interesting revelations. I also want to share a couple of stories of my students who demonstrated confidence in asking for what they wanted, even in times of duress for their birth. And then I want to share some thoughts from my experiences as a childbirth educator over the years. So that's what's up today on the Journey to Birth podcast. Imagine transforming the anxiety, the worry, and uncertainty you have about your birth right now into the confidence and knowledge that will end everyone's questions about your natural birth and even have them asking you how you did it. Are you ready to stop imagining your wonderful birth and start preparing to experience it? Then you're in the right place. I'm Tristan, the creator of the Natural Birth Compass online childbirth education program. And I'm coming to your ears with perspectives of birth from across time and cultures to help you become more informed and confident in your birth. So grab your mug 
Fill it with your favorite tea and let's begin the journey to birth. So I want to start this episode on confidence today with the study from 2013 that explored the factors that determined a woman's satisfaction with her birth. This study, published in Nursing Research and Practice Journal, reviewed the birth experience of first-time mothers and determined that they had one main theme in common among the majority of mothers, and that was to be empowered increases a first-time mother's chances for a positive birth experience. So this is what we want to explore a little bit more today. So within that overriding theme of being empowered in birth and what that means, they identified three subcategories that helped women achieve that level of empowerment. The first of those was being able to trust the body and face the pain. The second was their level of interaction between the body and mind in giving birth. And the third was having consistency of support from their birth team. Now, I find it really interesting to note here that nothing mentions knowing facts or knowing statistics, statistics for a C-section or at what stage of cervical dilation you can get an epidural or how long each stage of labor is supposed to last. It's interesting because these facts and these statistics are not what I find makes birth successful or positive for the families that I work with or when I had my own pregnancies and births and my own children for that matter. These are the things that you might think that you need to know to be able to advocate for yourself. But as the women in this study understood, only after their births, it's the ability to be empowered, to be the one who's at the helm of your birth, to have confidence in your birth. That's what determines how you feel as you reflect on your experience. It's not how many different labor and birth facts and statistics you knew going into your birth. In fact, some other interesting notes that came up in this study is that women reported a feeling of loss of control was worse than anything that they would call pain in labor. Think about that. The loss of control, of not being the one in charge of your birth, of handing that over to somebody else. They declared that was a worse sensation than any kind of sensation that they would call pain. But when they did have what they felt was a positive experience, those who reported having a very positive birth experience, they described it as a feeling of indescribable happiness. Does it get any better than indescribable happiness? Wouldn't you love to come out of your birth describing it as indescribable happiness? They said it was an experience without equal, a feeling of power. The researchers noted that the correlation of the feeling of empowerment, of control in birth, that was correlated with those mothers who experienced the endurance and the ability to cope with any kind of pain that they described in their labor, and that's what helped them achieve a positive experience. If you'd like to read that study for yourself, I will link to it in the show notes. If you don't see those on the podcast player that you're using, you can always find them at naturalbirthcompass.com forward slash podcast. So how do you gain this level of confidence before your birth so that you can have control during birth and have this kind of empowered birth experience that you can come out describing it as indescribable happiness? To help you with that, I want to go just a little bit deeper into what you can take away from this study. When we watch pregnancy and birth, 
everyone around a pregnant woman is so caught up in birth being about the safety for the mother and the child, worrying about what might go wrong. And of course, safety is of primary importance. But birth is more than that. Birth is a rite of passage. Your whole pregnancy and upcoming birth are experiences that are changing who you are. And no matter what, it will transform you into a different person. And it can transform you into who you need to be to parent the newest member of your family. That transformation can be positive and empowering, or it can be negative and distressing. So, I want you to think about who do you want to become after your birth experience? Someone with more confidence? Someone who sees her own strengths? Someone who is reassured her birth went just how it was supposed to and made her feel powerful and made her have that feeling of indescribable happiness? You will remember your child's birth forever. What kind of experience? do you want to remember? This is true for each pregnancy and each birth you may have. Each pregnancy and birth and every child, it's their own unique experience, physically, mentally, emotionally. And you need to view each one for the journey that it is and prepare for that unique experience. This preparation done with the proper focus for you and on you That is what will help you gain confidence in your birth so that you can stay in control and you can have that positive birth experience. Even if unexpected events do come up during your birth, that's not what correlates to having a positive or negative birth experience. So how do you prepare this way? Well, if you've been following me a while, you know that in the Natural Birth Compass program, we have a very specific method that we use to help our students understand how to prepare for birth in a way that really helps them build confidence in their communication, in their inner knowledge, and be able to apply all of that towards maintaining control in their birth. And we do this by using a framework that's based on a compass and a cycle that continues indefinitely throughout our entire life. And on that framework, on the compass, you have one direction that you resonate with the most. The resonance of the one direction is part of why we use the compass as the way that we frame up this cycle, because it makes it easy to understand which direction you resonate with most and pull out those pieces that you're going to be able to use to to create that level of control. So in other words, you are going to resonate most closely with the east, the south, the west, or the north. And once you identify your resonant direction, you can start to explore what that means for you in your everyday life, how it shapes your view of the world, and how it comes out as you're being in the world. And with the right guidance, you can understand how it will show up for you in your birth. Now, each direction has its strengths, and it also has its challenges. It has its gifts, and it has areas that are going to require a little bit more awareness and preparation for you. So for example, if you're an East, you are probably skilled at planning, at being really clear at what you need and what you want. You are probably very determined and you have great willpower. But when it comes to being flexible, to managing a change in plans, This might take some practice. It is not in the nature of someone who resonates in the East to be able to change course on a dime. 
So if you're an East, you prefer to make a plan and stick to it. Now, if you're a South type, on the other hand, you can be flexible. You're open to ideas. You are warm and energetic. But because of that, South types might find that their friendliness can make them a little more vulnerable to suggestion and to influence in the birth room because they so desire for everyone to be happy in their presence, even if it means compromising and being flexible in an area that they may later come to regret. So from these two examples already, you can see how knowing your type can help you more confidently prepare because you can identify your specific strengths and think about how you can use them in your birth. And perhaps even more importantly, you can begin to notice the areas of your type that could present as a challenge in your birth so that you can better prepare for them should those challenges arise. And this is where you learn how to maintain control of your birth, which is part of what correlates to having that positive birth outcome. So for an East type, learning how to pivot in your everyday life Learning how to gracefully accept a change in plans can help you prepare for how to respond and how you might feel should you have any unexpected events or changes arise in your birth, even if they're just small, simple changes. For an East, that can really disrupt the whole flow of her birth. While the South type, they can focus on getting really clear about what they want for their birth, the feelings and expectations they have spending time getting really clear on their birth why so that they can strengthen their own voice in their birth and reduce their potential of being influenced or being too overly pleasing to those around them, especially by those whom they see and respect as the professionals in charge in their birth room. When you do this kind of preparation work ahead of time, you will go to your birth with so much confidence in who you are and how you will be in your birth, and how you can navigate anything challenging that arises. When you have this confidence, your birth team is able to help support and guide you because they're not put in the position of directing you. Instead, you direct them in how to support you. And that was one of those three subcategories that helped those women have a positive birth experience was having the right kind of support in the birth room. And in order to get that right kind of support, you have to know how to communicate and guide your team to support you. That's often what is missing in the birth room is the birth team has to apply the kind of support that they know how to supply, which is direction and orders, because you're not telling them how to support you. Now, knowing this information and knowing your type and knowing how to maintain control of your birth, it doesn't mean your birth will be perfect or that unexpected things might not come up but you'll be prepared to manage anything that isn't perfect. And remember from that study that I shared with you earlier, what those women reported as bringing them satisfaction in their birth was a feeling of being in control of the birth so that they could manage pain and have the support of their birth team rather than the birth team having control and trying to manage the pain for them or make suggestions, influence them to do things that they didn't actually want to do in their birth. So now you might be wondering, can this work for you? Well, I want to share a couple of stories from my own students because they were people just like you before they went through the Natural Birth Compass program, and they had all these same questions and same fears and same concerns. The first story I want to share with you is a mom who had initially planned a home birth, but that had to change because an unexpected health condition arose toward the end of her pregnancy, 
And that health condition resulted in her deciding to transfer her birth to a hospital just to make sure she and her baby had access to the kind of health care that they might have needed. Now, despite the change in her plans, because she was confident and certain in all aspects of her birth, her transfer to the hospital was actually extremely smooth. And when she made that transfer, she was even able to convince the hospital staff to be more flexible in one of their policies, which was only allowing two support people in the birth room, usually the birth partner, and then maybe a doula or a sister or a mother. But in this case, she was allowed to have four or five different support people in the room with her at any given point in time. Her birth partner, which was her husband and her doula and her sister, and her mother, and even her aunt was there for part of the birth. Because for her, this was a really important part of empowering her birth, was to have all of these other family members around to support her and be her cheerleader. That was why she had initially chosen an out-of-hospital birth, because she didn't want to have to compromise on that. But when this health condition arose that caused her to have to make some changes in what she initially had planned, she was able to speak with confidence and convey to the medical staff how important it was for her to have this group of people for her birth and why she needed them to have a successful birth. And no questions asked, they let all of those family members in. Now, the second story that I want to share is of a family whose birth I actually attended. It was a planned hospital birth. And in this birth, when the mother decided that she needed to have an epidural, to support her labor process. Generally, the policy of the hospital is to ask the additional labor support people to leave the room. So they only have the laboring mother and the birth partner in the room just to help keep things calm, keep things clean. They like to have a clean and sterile environment as much as possible when they're administering an epidural. But for this mother, getting an epidural was an extremely frightening process even though the fear of it was less than her, the relief that she was asking for by having the epidural. But she was able to speak confidently and clearly with, with the anesthesiologist in order to allow both of us to actually stay in the room with her to help her maintain that state of calmness while she was undergoing the procedure of the epidural. And this is the level of confidence that anyone can have. But it doesn't come from learning about the medical aspects of birth or the science of the hormones or dilation rates. Neither of these women used any of that information when they were communicating with their birth teams about the support needs that they had. It comes from knowing yourself and your inner power, from knowing your strengths and understanding the areas of life that present as challenges to you so that you can be prepared for them. Whether it's preparation that you do yourself on your own communication, or it's preparation that you do by bringing in your birth partner's strengths. Sometimes it's the combination of your strengths and your birth partner's strengths. Pairing of the strengths of both of you helps to create a really winning strategy for a birth room and for building communication. That's a topic for another day, but that's another way to consider your preparation is how are your partner's strengths different than yours and how can you bring those together to really amplify the effects of control to create that positive birth experience that you want to have. This is the gift of starting your birth preparation by starting with understanding yourself and your own needs and your support and your communication on a more profound level. Now, if this is something that interests you, but you feel like you need help learning how to identify your strengths and challenges, I would love to invite you into our Natural Birth Compass program community. 
Helping my students find their inner power is my specialty. And we don't spend as much time on all the details of birth, all the science and physiology that you can find anywhere. We do cover it, but from a very different perspective. Instead, we focus on how to be in your birth, how to understand contractions based on the cycle of nature and birth as they will present for you based on your resonance, and based on how your strengths and challenges will show up in the contractions and the stages of labor, how it shows up in your communication with your birth partner and your birth team, and how it will continue to show up as you transition into parenting your newest addition. If you would like more information about the Natural Birth Compass program and how it can help you in birth, you can find all the information on the website at naturalbirthcompass.com forward slash course. Well, I hope this conversation on how to build up confidence, how to find ways to empower yourself, to understand your strengths and to understand your challenges will help you as you continue to build up confidence on your journey to birth. I will see you again next time. As always, wishing you a wonderful journey to birth. Thank you for listening and being open to new perspectives as we spend this time together. As always, let me know how I can support your journey. If you have topics you want to hear about, guests you'd like to hear from, questions or comments to share, let me know. This podcast is always transforming and you can help shape it into something that helps thousands of families have the best pregnancy, birth, and transition into parenthood possible by leaving a comment or a review or sharing this podcast with others in your life who will benefit from our discussions. Find me on the socials at Natural Birth Compass or email me at info at naturalbirthcompass.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on our next episode. Wishing you a wonderful journey to birth.